You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. This is a show all about self-care and self-discovery, and I'm really glad you're here. Today we have a guest, Nicole Rose Stillings, a former DJ, a manifestation coach, a TV personality, and someone who really inspired me this week. So much that I actually pushed this episode up a bit in the lineup, and I just I thought it was some info that we could really use, we could hear right now. So first of all, you all know I love manifestation, literally you know, going after our dreams, but what I get tired of, and maybe you feel this way too, is this idea that you have to literally blow up your life in order to go after these big dreams that you have, you know, like quit the job, move away, leave a relationship, whatever that is. And yes, sometimes that is absolutely the right thing to do, but most of the time that's, that's not realistic. And like Nicole talks about today, ongoing evaluation and meditation and reflection about what your current situation is, making tweaks to get the most out of that so that you can work towards those big dreams and goals is actually the way to do this, right? It's being grateful for what we currently have, making those little refinements and reaching for goals step by step by step. You know, she talks about really tangible blocks that can get in the way of this, you know, things that prevent us from being so excited when we wake up in the morning, things like health or difficult relationships or challenging jobs, you know, and what can we do to make these changes little by little that is getting into alignment that is manifestation. So two major takeaways that I wanted to note in this episode, Nicole talks about, you know, what we're putting in our brain before bed. And this really stuck with me. You guys know I love reading. I love reading all the things. Um, And sometimes when I read maybe like a thriller or something that is like really, I don't know, it's just like out of my normal day to day, I think about it in my sleep. Like I, it, it sticks with me at bedtime and I'll even think about it in the morning and it can affect my sleep. And I think that's true. A lot of us, whether we watch a a Netflix show or something that's stuck within our subconscious as we're sleeping. And I thought it was such a good hack that like, of course, just evaluating what I'm putting into my head before I go to sleep. So one practice right out the bat. And then secondly, this idea of shifting the perspective on your everyday experiences, you know, you might literally in fact be living out your purpose, walking closer to your big goals and dreams, but you're so in it. You're so in the day-to-day that you don't even realize you're doing it. So I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. If you want to connect with Nicole, her Instagram is Nicole Rose Stillings. She also has a podcast called Big Queen Energy. And if you love this episode, please consider shooting it off to a friend via DM or sharing it on Instagram stories. You know, that makes a whole lot of help. It makes my whole month. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. And finally, if you want to be a part of the community and get my twice a month newsletter, grab the self-care for your cycle workbook in the show notes, a little freebie with all the things you can do for each stage of your menstrual cycle. And when you get that for free, you'll be on our list. Okay, friends, thanks as always for tuning in. Let's have this conversation on manifestation with Nicole Rose Stillings. Welcome, Nicole. So excited. Thanks so much for being on the show. How are you doing today? Hey, girl. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, everything's great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Nobody ever asks. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Woe is me. Well, I'm glad no. to be the first. <laughs> you are. It's just, yes, obviously, like we're going to be talking about manifestation today, and you have so much insight into this. I want to hop right in and just touch on how did you get to this work? How did you start working in manifestation? Like, give us the full, I know you said you have lots of juicy stories, like give us some juicy stories into how you got here. 
I'll give you all the juice. We'll <laughs> spill the tea today. Okay. Um, so wow, it's been a long journey. I mean, the truth is, is that it started when I was about three years old. I know that sounds wild, but both my parents are brain doctors. So mm-hmm. my mom is a neurologist. My father is a psychiatrist, right? So neurology is like, here's how the brain is hardwired. Here's how the different parts of the brain function as a whole. Uh, and psychiatry is like, here's how your thoughts make you feel, right? And now we know that feeling is vibration and that vibration and how you're feeling and what you're thinking, what precedes that determines the actions you're going to take and helps you manifest. I think I just went like 10 steps ahead, but you're following (laughs) me, right? I got you. I'm with you. So from a young age, I was interested in understanding the brain. It was a normal topic of conversation at my dinner table, that and wine. They had a big, they had a, uh, (laughs) affection for wine, wine aficionados in our household, okay. I had this little tiny Swarovski drinking crystal drinking glass. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so from a time I was three, my father used to always tell me he was kind of like, you know, I mean, it was like a little before the time that like every woman worked and had a purpose and could be whatever she wanted to be. But he would always tell me like, you can be anything you want to be in life. Like Mm. you should really go for shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars, do what you want with your life. You're in charge. Like, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And so it's kind of like a lot to hear as a three-year-old. And I heard (laughs) it a lot. Like he would just say this forever and forever and forever. And I went to college um, and, you know, when both your parents are doctors, there's a lot of pressure to be a doctor, Mm -hmm. even if they're not putting it on you, everyone else assumes that that's what you're going to do. I had a little sister who is actually a surgeon. Uh, So luckily that took some pressure off me, but I knew from a young age that, you know, I mean, I couldn't even get my blood drawn without literally having to hypnotize myself (laughs) to calm down. So how am I going to draw somebody else's blood if my eyes are closed and I'm in a meditation? Right. Probably not going to work. Right. So I just, I knew it wasn't the path for me, um, but I wanted to, you know, make people happy. My mother came from a family of Italian immigrants. Um, They worked very hard to kind of build their career and their lives in the U.S. And so they were very proud of her as a doctor. And I think for her, her vision for my life was something a bit more predictable, stable. Um, entrepreneurship just wasn't so common. And I grew up in the Midwest too, mm-hmm. like you. So, you know, people were doctors or lawyers or accountants. They were mm-hmm. entrepreneurs or DJs or manifestation coaches or yoga instructors. I mean, maybe that was like starting to come up because, you know, there were fitness classes, but people weren't like that level of influencer that they are now, right? Like you. Right. So the really, the first time that like when I was three, 10, 11, 12, this idea was being imprinted into my brain, right? Into my subconscious, even in my formative years. But when I graduated college, I went to work for a digital marketing agency. I worked for a couple different companies. I got published in the social media Bible. I kind of Worked my way up the ranks, had a team of 12 by the time of 25. And one day I just had a freaking meltdown, Mm -hmm. like walked out of the office, went to my, my happy place, the park nearby. This was in Soho when I lived in New York and literally just cried and cried tears streaming down my face. And I couldn't even figure out what was so wrong. I was obviously very stressed. I was working seven days a week. Um, We were running a lot of high profile client accounts, especially in the fashion space, which I thought was what I wanted, but it was growing more and more out of alignment with me. It was very taxing seven days a week work, right? This was before scheduling tools and all that jazz. I realized that I had been really lying to myself that deep in my heart, that I had this desire and had been growing and growing and burning inside of me for like five years. And I had never even told anyone. And in that moment, I decided I would stop crying and I would call the person that always had my back. So I picked up the phone. I called my father and I was like, I'm really stressed out at work. I think I'm like going to quit. I don't know what's going on with me. And he's like, you've been miserable for a long time. So let's talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, once again, this is what happens when you have two brain doctors for parents, everything is analyzed and everything is like up for this deep conversation. Like there's no like pleasantries, right? We just dig right in. Yeah. People too at like parties and stuff. And they're like, well, this shit come 
She's over in the corner, like brainstorming. Like, yeah, I know. I'm the same. Changing your life, like helping you have a better relationship with your family. I think that's why we're coaching. People are like, (laughs) could I just like eat this croissant or drink this drink? Like, I want to talk. You know what? I just like keep going, but I'm so happy to hear that you called on your parents for help. I feel like so many people are sharing how troublesome their relationships with their parents were growing up. And like for you to have your dad as an, as you know, someone who's an expander, someone who's helping out like that makes me so happy. So continue, but I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. He's amazing. We're, we were kindred spirits and um, he passed actually, but I'll get there, but he's, he's still with me. Thank you. Yeah, Um, But we're very much in communication. It's just a different relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that moment, I told him, I was like, look, I think what's really wrong is that I'm living a lie. I feel like things are out of alignment in my life and I'm very tired and very burnt out. And I don't know how to make space for what I'm truly passionate about. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, I want to be a DJ. This was like 13 years ago. Okay. People were not, women were not being DJs. Like it was not trendy. There was no Instagram. It was not cool. It was not chic. It was was like pre Paris Hilton for sure. Right. It was a boys club. It (laughs) was, it was unpredictable. Uh, there was no business plan that you could go download. There was no chat GPT to like tell you how to build it. Right. It just, it was, it had been in my heart. I love music. Music always helped raise my own vibration and I felt very connected to it. And he had always told me that I could be anything I wanted to be. And I think I was recognizing that there was this big divide between the life I was building and how I was living and what was in my heart and what I felt was in alignment with my purpose, which purpose is a path, right? We don't just have all the answers because we thought about it once and took one job and boom, it's done. Like Mm -hmm. it's a living, growing thing that you build and you build it through experience and by taking action. And that's how you uncover more clues about it. And then you, you know, take another action and you learn more and it's like data, right? We're the researchers in our own lives. But so in that moment, he encouraged me to get a plan together to actually quit. And so that was when I was like, if I am doing this, I am leaving nothing up to chance. I told my mom and my sister, they were both like, you are absolutely crazy. I don't know if we curse on this podcast, but it's a little different than that. (laughs) Um, But but they were like, that is fucking nuts. I don't Mm -hmm. know why you would do that. Cause I had a six figure job and at 25 in New York, like New York's an expensive city, right? I was doing well by all outside standards, but on the inside, I felt this deep pain. And the only thing that helped me get back into an alignment with that, with my higher self was starting to uncover following my divine path, my own path and chartering that and figuring out what that looks like. And so that was when I was like, I am going to learn how to manifest. And I know your what your question is probably going to be, well, I'll let you ask it, but I know everybody shares different tools, but mine kind of speaks to the background that I have, if you're interested in. in yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask? Okay. So I, this story, this like, it, it's so inspiring to hear that people wake up one day to what they want to do, or they it's been simmering in them and they finally make the decision to ultimately leave. And you as a coach work with a lot of people. A lot of us, and I'm speaking for myself and, and listeners, are we would consider ourselves like further down that path where it might not be as easy to all of a sudden make a big switch. So say there's kids and mortgages and like you're really, um, I don't want to say trapped, but like sometimes it does feel like that. Like this is the life yeah. that very like I'm saying in my lane. And yet, how do we know if whatever is in our heart is actually part of our divine path? And and like, how do we step out of that at a, at an older age as more, more established? What are your thoughts on that? So I coach women and sometimes men, but mostly women from mm-hmm. 21 to 68. So there are still women reconnecting with their divine purpose. What's in their heart at 68 right? is what that tells you. And especially one thing that that client in particular said to me after working together for a couple of months was that she wishes was it's an essential life skill, the work that we do. And she wish it was taught in school because a lot of time 
we're living under such a, um, we're living in the, this program, right? This We're living this reality that we've allowed so many people's opinions to weigh in on. It's been actually programmed into our psyche, into our conscious and subconscious brain, what we should be, what we're, should. what our teachers that we should be, what mm-hmm. our parents want us to be. A lot of times parents have opinions, right? Uh, My dad yeah. just happened to have the opinion that I could do it all. But many other members of my family had the opinion that I should be in medicine, right? So that was always this dichotomy that I was working with. But had I not had the other perspective, I probably would have done that. Maybe I wouldn't have seen that there were any other possibilities or that there'd be a lifeline, you know, when I needed Mm -hmm. support like that, which I had. I'm very, very grateful for that, as you pointed out. It takes a lot of work to recognize it. First of all, it's very courageous to decide at whatever point in your life. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Of course, it does get a bit more challenging when you're older, but also past a certain age, maybe there's less at stake, right? And it's like, you're right, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Why the heck not? So, but there are also ways to live more of your purpose every single day. But it's also, it's not, that's, that's, layers that comes later in the work that we do. And a lot of the work that I have to do with clients, which is what I have had to do with myself so many times on my own career path is separating the ego, Mm -hmm. the program, the shoulds of society, everybody else's hopes, goals, wishes, and dreams. What you thought you were going to be that you didn't, didn't turn out to be a fit for you or whatever with what's in your heart. What's the message from source, the universe, God, whatever your belief system is, right? Everything's always welcome here. But that takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. For me, that was a 10-year-long process. So that's why I do the work that I do because I'm like, I can really help supercharge people's path to getting to their purpose. And the fact of the matter is, is that your purpose is your power. When you sink to your purpose, you have access to more people, resources, uh, you'll make more money, more abundance, Mm -hmm. just naturally by using your gifts, using the gifts that God gave you, that the universe gave you to, to live on this earth with. And when you figure out how, so I think one of the things you asked me was what is purpose, right? Is Mm -hmm. that one of the questions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your divine purpose. Yeah. So how do you know what it is? (laughs) In its most simplest form, I have people really search for one of their passions, their greatest passion, something they love, a skill, something they're uniquely qualified to do, something that they really love sharing with the world. Maybe they're bad at it right now, but they love Mm -hmm. it so much. They have the will to get there with some way that you can serve, some way that you can help, some way that you can lift up, raise the vibrations of other people in this world. Because every single person here was put to serve. They say that people are on one of two paths right? The path to self or the path to service. You're obviously Mm. on a path to service, right? You are working Mm. your magic help on the yoga magic podcast, right? Helping people raise their vibration through yoga, which is such a big tool, especially for me on my healing journey. Mm -hmm. But everyone was put here to help people. And most people are, but they're not aware of it. And oftentimes they're actually living a manifestation of their purpose already on earth, but they just haven't connected the dots. Mm. They haven't taken the time to see how the work that they're doing or this volunteer work that they do, or this other thing that they're the side project they've been working on is actually super connected. Mm -hmm. So you're saying we, you know, we just have to find it. We just have to, we're, we're very capable. We're it's entwined in what we, you know, who we are. And it's a matter of doing the work to figure out what that is so that we can do more of it. Would you say? Do more of it? Yes. But also, you know, one of my mantras is like, do less align more, but do Mm -hmm. more of it. But it's also about being conscious of the ways that you're already doing it just by nature of the fabric of who you are. Your purpose is built into your DNA, right? Mm -hmm. Energy never dies. It's eternal. So you were energy before you came into this physical body. There's the veil of forgetting. We forget who we are and exactly what we came here to do. And earth is a school where we relearn those lessons. And that's Mm -hmm. why the journey is supposed to be so exciting. But if we're always focused on this end destination, you're going to keep getting there. You're going to recognize that it was never about the end destination. It was the pursuit of purpose. 
It's always mm-hmm. that. So it's it's getting clarity, right? It's setting goals and reaching them or adjusting them or recognizing when something's in or out of alignment with you. It's separating your ego. And you might have to do that over and over and over again. I just had to do another phase of removing ego. I teach a mastermind too every week with women that are, I coached a couple of years ago. So they're like, they're rewiring their brain. They're super spiritual. It's yeah, it's amazing really to see like their growth, but they're just at the same place now. So it makes sense to kind of Mm -hmm. be in community together. But the thing that I will say is that if you don't know, if you wake up in the morning and you're not excited to get up in the morning, something's wrong. Because your first thoughts in the morning should be something that you're excited about. And maybe it's just going to your hot yoga class like I did this morning. You might have too, right? But maybe it's, hopefully, it's something about your day, something about the work that you were doing. Because we spend so many hours of our lifetime working. So if you think about the average person is working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I don't know exactly what the statistic is, but... I lived in New York for 12 years, so it's definitely more like 60. Maybe in Florida, it's more like 40. I don't know. There's plenty of people not working in Florida too. <laughs> um, so, so you get a bit of a mixture down here. But let's say that you're working 40 hours a week, times that by 352 days of the year or 52 weeks of the year. That'd be a little bit more accurate. I'm not a mathematician. I'm just a coach, guys. Um, but <laughs> point is, is that you spend the majority of the hours of your life working. So you should feel connected to the work that you're doing. There's always a way in which you are doing something valuable. If you are doing any job on this planet, unless it's like a Ponzi scheme or robbing people, like if you're a masseuse, you're helping people's bodies heal. You're helping flow blood and good energy through their body. Like praise you. Mm. That is amazing work. If you're a teacher, you're helping these little humans grow and mature and learn and evolve. That is beautiful, right? Like there aren't a lot of professions that people are in where they're really just doing something terrible, you know? So it's like that you did something good for somebody that day. I mean, as long as you treated them well, obviously there are so many nuances to this. So I don't want to say definitively that every single career that somebody is in is coming from a place of love and light. But if you are working in any career and your goal is to come from a place of love and light, you eventually will. We're not perfect. We're human, right? We're put here to learn and evolve and grow. But that intention every day when you wake up to help somebody to come from a place of love and light, if you keep reaffirming that, you will. Okay, so I want to go back to the specifics around this manifestation piece. We've talked purpose and and maybe you want to start with that like in without going specifically into your program because that's what people work with you for. Like how can we take the steps to discovering our purpose and and then manifesting those 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 goals that are further down the road within our divine purpose? When I work with people, it's a three-pronged approach, and it's very specific for a reason. So the whole concept of my program, the Manifest Mindset, and my let me say it this way, because it's not just my program, it's my approach to manifesting, is rewiring your subconscious brain. Because you can go, look, I even have a 369 scripting journal next to me. It's great. I use it for intention setting, something I do before... Anytime I remember throughout my day, right? I I set an intention before coming on this podcast to just share love and light and sparkles and joy with your audience, right? But Mm -hmm. you can do all these, you know, meditate with crystals. You can pray. You can go on retreats and manifest and thing to sound bowls. You can do all of these different manifestation practices. You can write your fake checkbook, right? I don't know what everybody's into because people do (laughs) all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, your brain is your number one manifestation machine. That's it. Hands down. There is absolutely no better way to manifest than to understand what is going on in your head. What thoughts are you thinking? What thoughts are becoming beliefs, right? That just means that it's a thought that you're thinking regularly. So it's becoming this pattern that is then hardwired into your brain so that you can then decide what you need to optimize. When you have clarity, right? Before we reprogram someone's conscious and subconscious brain, we got to get this first piece, this clarity. We have to know every aspect of who you are and who you are in process of becoming that higher self version of you so that we can build out the dream architecture of your life. And then when we know where you're going, what your divine goals are, what your purpose is, 
what you want to manifest, what this next level future version of yourself looks like. Then we take that and we reprogram those beliefs into your brain. So it's a three-part process. It's It starts with curating a manifestation ritual. I teach meditation for manifestation mm-hmm. as part of a mandatory morning routine for anyone that works with me. Don't sign up to work with me if you don't want to meditate. It's not the mm-hmm. same type of Eastern meditation. You've been trained, I'm sure, in multiple different styles of meditation. This is a method that I crafted myself over 13 years of meditating that helps you build your goals, helps you connect to your purpose, and helps you raise your vibration all at the same time. It's not just like empty everything out of your mind because for a lot of the people that come to me, that doesn't work for them. They've tried it. They're bored. And then so starts with the morning ritual. Then we dig in and we get, they start doing that, right? Because it takes time to get situated. People are going to have a lot of questions, especially if they're newer or they think they're bad. No one's bad at meditation, but a lot of people think, right? They have or maybe we're all bad. <laughs> like Sam, that's why we do it. <laughs> we probably, no, we're all great, but we're all also probably all bad at it. But like, I, mean, right, I don't right. know. I feel some deep stuff in meditation when I'm like, I meditated yeah. the other night at like 11 PM. And I was like, shit, I cannot do this process before bed. Cause I can't go to sleep. I didn't take two sleeping pills, but I like, don't take medicine. I was like, that was <laughs> wild, but I just felt inspired. And I really like wanted to, but now I am uh, building a nighttime routine <laughs> because that one clearly I cannot do past like 9 PM. But so it starts with building your morning ritual, creating more clarity cultivating more clarity, digging in, understanding where your blocks are, what your limiting beliefs are, what habits are holding you back from this vision that we're building, your dream life architecture, really learning who you are as a human being, where you are now and where you want to go, right? Because when you have Mm -hmm. that roadmap, it's like if I was going to drive from Miami to Minneapolis to go meet you, which I would love to do one day, I did. I did DJ there back in my previous lifetime. I did oh, yeah? become a DJ. I didn't tell you guys that, but I did. <laughs> Ten years, I <laughs> yeah. DJed all over the world, and I played Super Bowl. I played parties for Visa, private parties, and the Maxim party for Super Sweet. Bowl the year we were in Minneapolis. Yeah, that was not long ago. That was what, like five years ago. Yeah, not that long, but it was also like towards the end of my DJ trail. However, um, I remember wearing two first because I was that cold. So if anybody, has oh yeah, her, it's next. Sorry, level. but I, it was like an emergency February. situation. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, morning ritual, create clarity. Right. That for people, we think so much about what we should do, what other people want and expect of us, what our followers are going to think. Uh, you know what our boss wants, whatever. We we have all of this junk in our brain and we've been storing it for years and sometimes letting it build on each other. Like it's like, if you never cleaned out your closet, you wouldn't be able to see anything new. Mm-hmm. So even though you might have this new vision for your life or these new goals, you got too much junk up in there. It's not, it's going to separate you from those desires that you have. And then number three is the reprogramming part. And so after I work with somebody, we build their own mindset tuner, which is a tool that rewires their subconscious brain. But we have to know all these components of the woman that they want to show up in the world as, or else you don't want to, if you don't have clarity, you can't rewire your brain. You need to know exactly what you want. And what I find is that people have so many things pulling at their time, technology, Instagram, TikTok, podcasts that they listen to ads everywhere. There are ads. I live in a luxury building. There are ads in my elevator now. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just constantly, mm-hmm. there is something pulling at our attention. So our attention spans are shrinking. And so you don't, you're not just waiting in line at Whole Foods. Like, Oh, I wonder what I really want to do with my life and daydreaming. You're not doing that anymore, but we used to do that. Think about when you were a kid, you used to yeah. do that. Or sometimes I do that in yoga still, which is why I like that 102 degree hot yoga flow where I'm like, girl, can't think about anything else but the future or nothing, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it gets you out of that stress body for sure. Because you just, mm-hmm. you're, you're surviving. You have to survive in that class because it's hard, right? A lot of times we just don't, we're, we're doing, doing, doing. We're so busy between work, having our families, our relationships, kids, maybe whatever, that we don't take the time to really ask, is this in line with my vision for my life? And then make a plan. It's that simple. I mean, I'm saying it's simple, but. But it is simple. You're you're right. It is simple. And like, 
we have to call ourselves out on those. I mean, just going back to that clarity, right? Those those beliefs that we have about what's possible, what's not possible, what we're, you know, our conditioning. Can you paint me a picture of what this looks like start to finish, like a like a success story? Maybe it's your success story or a client of yours. Like what were their limiting beliefs and what did they do to get to that end game? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to go back to my story, but of course I have tons of success stories too. Like every single person has had success with this tool because Mm -hmm. there's two factors in manifestation that matter. And my program, the tool, the mindset tuner solves for both of them. Okay. So it's what you want, what you desire, desires, right. And your beliefs, that's it. That's all that matters is what you want, getting clarity, really knowing, getting extreme clarity. Is this a desire of my heart? Is this the desire of God? Is this desire I have of the highest good for myself and for others? Right? Not like a desire that's going to actually hurt the world because that desire is not going to manifest where if it does, it will be short-lived. It will come with all sorts of karma. So desires and then beliefs. What do you believe about your ability to achieve that thing? The believability on a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe that you can get there? Mm -hmm. How can we increase your belief that you can get there? Why? Because when we increase our belief, then we start taking different actions. We show up a little different. We got a spring in our step, right? So I'll give my example. I was a chick who went to Emory. I was kind of a nerd in school. I had like a, almost a 4.0 studied psychology and journalism and sociology. And I went into marketing. I got a job. I was, I left two days after graduation. It was a bad market, right? Anybody who got a job took it. And I had my sights set on New York ever since I was a young girl for my birthday trip with my mother. I was like, mom, I'm moving to New York. And she was like, you are 12. Calm down now. And I was like, no, no, it's going to be Nicole from New York. You just wait. (laughs) And so anyway, moved straight to New York after college. I took that marketing job. I worked a couple different companies for five years. And that's when I had that meltdown. And I said, like, I just can't do this anymore. It's really out of alignment with me. And I started building a plan. I didn't just walk into my boss's office and quit that day. I mean, if somebody feels comfortable, has the ability, the resources to do that, that could work for them. But New York City is an expensive city and I like a nice lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I was like... Mm -hmm. And I had my father's support. So we, he was like, here's what you need to do. I was 25 at the time. He's like, write a business plan, find a coach. This was my first coach was a DJ coach, but it was my first foray into the world of, you know, paying somebody for their hour to help you. Right. Which is an important thing that we should all just be doing more of so we can get better at the things that we want to know faster. Agreed. Why not? Mm -hmm. And so he was like, write a business plan, plan, find a coach, find equipment, and like, let's budget it out. Let's think about it. Um, and let's go from there. Right. So we just set up like regular calls where we would check in. And so at the same time, I was like, this is, you know, I did believe the voices of some other family members that were like, this is crazy. This is risky. This is irresponsible. Right. All of mm-hmm. those things that people would naturally say when you had a six figure job as a young person in an expensive city and they don't, they can't pay for your life. Right. It's not like, My mom was going to support me if I didn't figure it out, you know? And so I, that's when I started really reading a bunch of books about the brain, uh, reading books about values, God, uh, spirituality, manifestation, think and grow. It's just everything by all of the spiritual leaders studied the secret, right? Who didn't, um, back then this was like, you know, something like 12 years ago at this point now. Mm -hmm. And I started building the mindset tuner at that time. I was like, I am going to hardwire this vision of the woman that I want to become into my brain so that I become DJ Rose. That was my DJ name, Nicole Rose, right? No, mm. DJ Rose. Rose is my real middle name. And so every morning I would meditate and I would read this vision of the woman that I wanted to be in the career that I wanted to have and what my goals were. And I would wire it into my brain. I would read it every morning and I would get amped up and I would do other things. I would dress like her. I would practice all the time. I sacrificed a lot of social things that people would do in their mid twenties and dating and stuff like that to get really good at it. Cause I took it seriously. Mm -hmm. Part of it is because I was putting it in my brain every day that I was her already. I was operating Like I had already achieved the goal of becoming this highly paid six figure DJ flying the world on people's private planes and living her dream lifestyle for free. 
right? Literally getting paid to be at fabulous places with incredible people that I would never meet in my normal day-to-day life sitting behind my desk at an agency. And so that was how I did it. It's not, it didn't happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm. Manifestation isn't like you buy a crystal, you get a scripting journal, you light a few candles and boom, a million dollars shows up in your bank account. That's not how it works. We got to put in the work. We got to, that's why I say a lot of the tools out there on the market don't actually work. Why? Because they are not shifting your beliefs on a subconscious level. Right. So anything that you're just doing up here on the surface isn't going to get you the results. I want to go back to what you said about if you're not waking up excited about something in your day, there's something wrong. I'm so in agreement with that. And like, you you know, like what it feels like to wake up and just be like, yeah, like my whatever it is, it doesn't want to be anything big. Like I'm super pumped for my coffee or like I'm excited to see my kids or whatever. It doesn't matter when someone is not experiencing that they're waking up and they're just like, Ugh. what's the what's the first thing you would have them do? For me, I consider myself a researcher in the lives of my students, right? I'm like, what did you do before bed? What's going on with you? Are there allergies, right? One one of the women, we found out that, and I'm gluten-free now too, not because I just am trying to be trendy because I actually have an intolerance yeah, yeah. to gluten. So, And I found that through a GI map. So it could be a health thing. Health, If somebody absolutely. is not feeling good, right, when they wake up first thing in the morning, um, it could be their nighttime routine is really throwing them off. Uh, maybe they are watching sci-fi and a lot of people are, look, there's a lot of shows that I like. I just watched, I binged Traveler about time travel. Of course, I'm a nerd <laughs> like that on Netflix. <laughs> watching that before bed was waking me out a little. That's why also why I meditated for an hour and then I was like, shit, now I really can't sleep um, because I had just finished it. But it was like a lot of people are dying. That is not good to put that into your brain. What you put into your brain before sleep Think of it as like when you put these images and these visuals into your brain before you go to bed, that emotion, those images sort of, they become a part of your subconscious. You're almost memorizing it. Mm -hmm. So if instead you would put something positive in your brain or at least clear it out with meditation, right? Get back to neutral, or maybe you would read this vision. Maybe you have, you've already wrote in your future story, right? That's a scripting technique that we do in my program. Maybe you just read that before bed and Mm -hmm. then you read it thinking about how excited you are about your future. Guess what? You're going to wake up on a way higher vibration than if you went to bed watching a bunch of gunshots. Maybe you love horror movies, but like you just should turn them off by Mm -hmm. like 10 p.m. and read a book for an hour and then go to bed. But a lot of times it is a health related thing. Or it could be that there are things going on. There could be something much bigger picture going on in their life. Like a loveless marriage that has been continuing. This is another situation that I'm still working through with uh, one of my one of my students. Is that you know some of the stuff we can't unravel in five minutes for a sixty minute call, right? It's it's going to take a lot more strategy and and thought. Um, You certainly can just blow your life up. You can. You You can. can just pick up and leave and take a bag of your shit and move to a new city if you wanted to. But that's not realistic mm-hmm. for most people. So it's finding a way to be more positive about the circumstances that you're in right now. So maybe you're fighting with your partner every night before bed. How can we eliminate that? Should you guys sleep in separate rooms? Um, and maybe that's what's making you dread the morning. A lot of people who dread the morning dread their jobs. Well, what's going on at work? Are, why are you always fighting with your boss? How can we alleviate some of this stress? You're having this negative anticipation, like people start getting anxious, you know, like the Sunday scaries, right? People are getting anxious about going into their money because they don't love what they're doing, or maybe they in fact fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just don't see how it's connected to their purpose. And when they get in, they dig in, they get someone to help them do the work and understand here's Here's how all the things seem to be totally lining up for you. They will kind of rest easier, right? It could just be anxiety. Anxiety. One thing that I've noticed with a lot of the people that I've coached over the years is that they're carrying this, what I'm calling purpose anxiety. Mm. It's like oftentimes they are actually doing things that are super in alignment, 
with them and the things that matter most to them, but they don't recognize it because they haven't taken the time to like process all of it. Or also, first of all, it is much easier to look at and analyze someone else's life and see the big picture than you. You're zoomed into your life like this, like, you know, darting here, darting there. Like you're so busy all the time. Like you're so in it. Like all these guys I'm matching with suck and I don't think I'm ever going to get married. And what, <laughs> you know, you're so in it, but really this is a call I just had. It's like, no, really you're having cool experiences. You're meeting other people that you're going out with. You made a new close friend. Like all of this is working out for you. Like you're always on the path to everything that you want. It's telling ourselves that we're not, that keeps us living in that fear, that lack and that separation. And that is not the vibration of manifestation, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm really encouraged by this. I, I, I just like, I love what you said about being excited about your own circumstances and just like, yeah, you're right. We can blow things up, but it's just like, I, I, I get frustrated with that narrative a lot because it's like ideal, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not reality. And so this idea of like making those little tweaks and being grateful in the process, like we can all do that. That's, that's not easy, right. but we can all do that. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to test things. Like right now I'm working with somebody on their sleeping patterns. It could just be, here's another obvious thing. You're not sleeping well through the night. So I had a sick pet disco, the love of my life mm. so far to date. Maybe there'll be another one. We are manifesting love right now. So <laughs> there will be, um, but disco was the love of my life for seven years. I rescued him in New York from a place called social teas. It's an amazing charity. If anybody is in the Northeast and wants to rescue a dog. And so he was oh, poor guy. He was in so much pain the last like seven months and he would wake me up with a wet diaper or needing like another yeah. pain med around three or four in the morning, every single night. So for seven months, I mean, it's having a child. It's having absolutely, a baby. Absolutely. Every night you got yeah. and, and look, when you have a newborn, you're not going to be that well, well rested. You're probably not going to be thinking as clearly and always being the best version of yourself. So mm -hmm. I tell people that are in that situation, it's cool. Just understand it's where a you time. are. Maybe you don't yeah. make such ambitious business goals right now. They can wait. You're, you're growing this little human, right? You're, you're of service to the world. It's just in a different way than you intended. Point being, it could just be something as simple as like, you're not sleeping through the night and you need a melatonin. And then we can, you know, maybe there's something bigger going on that you really should talk to a functional specialist about, right? Because that is not, I don't pretend to do work that I am not trained in, but I have had a hired a bunch of functional specialists, right? Because I would never like be a doctor and prescribe somebody a pill that they're going to be addicted to because the best pill is meditation is reprogramming your brain is thinking positive thoughts is getting enough sleep so that you wake up happier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody is excited about their day when they're fucking tired. No. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about this as it relates to like not feeling well and how much of an impact that has on our energy, on our vitality. And like when we're sick, right? Like our body literally tells us, you know, it's time to retreat. It's time to come in and be sort of like antisocial so that you can get better and not spread things. And if you're chronically not feeling well for whatever reason, just think of like how, you know, like stuck you would be. That's, I'm so glad you brought up health because I'm in very much an agreement that like you have to feel good in order to live out that highest version of yourself. Like you're talking about that purpose. It's yeah. all connected. How we feel influences how we think, how we think influences how we feel. So it's all one big cycle of feedback where literally every time you have a thought in the brain, there's a chemical reaction. Thoughts are chemical energy. It You get a different neurotransmitter, a different hormone sent through your body. If you have a positive thought, you might feel something like serotonin, right? Mm -hmm. Or oxytocin, the love hormone. Whereas if you have a negative thought, you might feel stress from that, right? You might be sending cortisol through your body. Nobody Absolutely. feels good with high levels of cortisol constantly flooding their body. It lowers your immune system and it makes you angry. You mm -hmm. know, it's mm -hmm. like, the, you know what else is weird too? I had another person that I worked with who had a trauma, a couple, two people. One person has had night terrors ever since a child. We uncovered it. And now she's has a different nighttime routine and we're trying to level it out and, and lower the experience of anxiety that she just has in the middle of the night. We couldn't pinpoint it to a trauma other than that. Her parents just didn't come one night when she was a three-year-old. She was awake all night screaming and crying. 
Oh. And so sometimes she wakes up in the middle of the night now, even as an adult. Yeah. With this extreme anxiety from them not coming to get her, which is a very real thing that could happen. They were just out cold and didn't hear her. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. like an abuse situation. But but these are like, I'm glad you're saying because like in theory, it's it's like a micro trauma, but like clearly has significant yeah you know, uh, impacts as you grow older. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And if it's not, once again, that's why I say it's so important to clean out our brain, clean out these beliefs, clean out these patterns of thought that aren't serving us because she didn't even realize that she was depressed going to bed at night because she's just nervous and anxious from not really recognizing what was going on, being aware of that pattern and then figuring out how to set herself up in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a break in, um, like in 2019 when I was living in New York still, and it was a weird story. I mean, I never tell this story, but it's quick. I'll share it quickly. Um, I was on a plane to Bali. We were going to stopping at Singapore. I was with a group of friends. We rented a house at a charity event, like a big villa. There was like six or seven of us and I'm flying over by myself and I'm sitting with a stranger who doesn't even speak English on this flight. Um, and my, I was on Wi-Fi. I was just doing a little work. I was getting myself ready so I could really take the time off during vacation. I needed it. I was ready for a big break. Mm-hmm. And I had my phone and my laptop both on Wi-Fi. And all of a sudden, I'm, I close my laptop. I'm literally watching Mary Poppins Returns. Like whatever that second Mary Poppins movie <laughs> yeah. is like, I'm literally like the most in the most PG rated headspace and my phone dings and it's like my nest cameras and it's like someone's in your home. Oh, and I'm like, it's four in the morning in New York. Who on earth would be in my home? I had my dog with a dog sitter. Like I was like, this is super weird. What could possibly be going on right now? It's like someone's in your home. I pop into my cameras and it's my doorman. And he's going through all my things. Because he knew you were gone. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) I mean, it was like CCTV. Like, you're you're staring at it like, what is happening now? It was like kind of thrilling, but also like you can't like you can't pull your eyes away from it because you need to know what's happening next. Like, once again, seeing that and then thinking about it Mm -hmm. and telling everyone about my trauma, which is not something that I recommend for people who go through these things because it just hardwires it into your brain. It, it becomes your dominant program when you're always talking about it. You're reliving it. You're making that memory more real, right? You're staying in the vibration mm-hmm. of that. Um, but for like a year, I would have to like triple lock my door. I mean, I would literally go to lock my door back and forth. I would go to the front door and lock it. I would brush my teeth, go to the front door and lock it. It was like subconscious because I wasn't even aware of it. It's like my brain couldn't even remember, which you can clearly tell I remember a lot. Mm-hmm. Um very detailed in my work and in my conversations with people. It's like what I love. For some reason, this detail of locking the door would just evade me. And I would just, but I know it's a trauma response. Yeah. Yeah. It's anxiety, right? It's my body not feeling safe. It's being in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You're right. You said we could talk for a long time and we 100% can. <laughs> it's so good though. Um, I want to leave listeners with just some really specific, specific things. So you so far, like I'm really latching onto this idea of like looking at your evening routines, like what you're putting into your brain before you go to bed. Can you offer up two more things that people can do right now to get really clear on if they're like tapping into that aligned self and like what might be getting in the way, like any specific practices that you think would be helpful? So not necessarily related to evening. It could be just like in any time of day. Anytime. So let me just make sure I'm hearing you correctly. So the question is another tool for getting into alignment. To recognizing if there is anything out of alignment is maybe the better question. So, I mean, that's awareness. Mm -hmm. So that's, I would say that everyone could benefit from studying and growing their intuitive skills, their intuitive thinking, connecting to their intuition, doing a gut check. Right. I was just talking to somebody else that I work with about um, like she has a lot of dates. She's a hot commodity in Miami. She's living the dream right now, which is great. But I was like, I want you to start checking with yourself. Like, is this person exhibiting the signs that he's in alignment with my vision of my dream partner? And does this date feel like a fuck yes? 
Because if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no, right? Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. listen to your gut, feel into your body, right? Our body holds our subconscious brain. It's all throughout our body. Our conscious brain is the part that's up here in our head. That's why your subconscious 90% of your brain, because it's stored everywhere. It's information that's stored in all of your cells. So you can feel intuition in different parts of your body and it's different for different people, right? Based on their human design. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. start learning. How do you receive intuition? You know, bringing an awareness to that so that you can use that moving forward. Another thing that's simple that I recommend is just when you're meditating, like, let me ask you, do you ever do this? Do you ever conscientiously send your ego to go do a little flow on her yoga mat? No, but I love that idea. Yeah, that's like, a great Like, send one. the ego. Like, like, okay, I'm like, girl, you go. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> Visualize her leaving, getting Ooh, up, flowing out of your body. Love that. Over to her yoga mat or walking out the door and going on a run. Whatever it is that's like your activity that would occupy your ego, send her packing so that you can sit to connect with your heart space and your higher self. And that's mm-hmm. a better space to start asking questions from. Mm-hmm. And you might notice when you, you will notice when you, if you continue to, to employ this practice, that it's an easier, it helps switch you into the receptive mode. Mm-hmm. It'll be an easier place of listening where you'll hear less of the limiting beliefs and shoulds and just all the crap that the yeah. ego brings up when you sit to meditate. Ooh, those are good. I love those. I'm just like seeing the reels in my head that I can make from these ideas. <laughs> Credited I to love you. It. Yes. I want to share them. Please. I love Send it. My Cred- all credits to you. Oh my gosh. That's so fun, Nicole. Thank you for this insight. And can you just share with listeners your program where they can find you, Instagram, like all the details if they want to work with you? I would be happy to. Uh, my program's called The Manifest Mindset. And you can find me on Instagram. At Nicole Rose, R O so N I C O L E R O S E Stillings, S T I L L I N G S. And my website is just Nicole Rose Stillings and TikTok, which we're like kind of mediocre at, but hey, we do it anyway. <laughs> it's just Nicole Rose Stillings. Um, so that is, you know, I respond to all my Instagram DMs personally. So if I said something, that really sparked an interest in you or you want help figuring out why you're not sleeping well or what your purpose is. Like, I love this work. So Mm -hmm. shoot me a DM. Let's dig in and see how we can get you back into alignment. I love it. Thank you, Nicole. This was so much fun. It was so great to meet you, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. You had the most insightful questions. (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. You can follow Nicole on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings. You can follow Yoga Magic at Yoga Magic Podcast and make sure to tune in next week. Have a great weekend.